You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s, even if you are nursing a Mother's Day hangover like I am. Um, please go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach because I post really funny stuff for you and so that you'll slide into my DMs and tell me how hot I am um, just because I love that validation. Um, speaking of validation, I have my friend on who needs all the validation, so please welcome <laughs> Katie Thompson. I don't feel that I need that much validation. A bitch just likes to be loved. Mm. So we just had a really interesting conversation about hair and about how disgusting my hair is right now. It's really not that bad. I no, think no. you're being too hard on yourself. If you were here to feel it, because, um, I mean, this is what, I. it's been... Okay, so this is day eight that I haven't washed. Of it. not washing your hair? Yes. But you know You are truly disgusting. But you know I go through this every week. Um and yeah, it's because it's I can't wash my hair that often because it's blonde and it's bleached and it will just be like a wrecked hot destroyed mess. I did try to cut it a little bit. Um and it kind of worked. It's not out. gonna help with all the grease. Okay, but the reason it's so it's extra like gross greasy is because half of my hair is blonde. And since we've been locked in quarantine for so long, half or a good chunk of the roots is now black. So when my healthy black hair has come in, it doesn't need all the excess oils. It doesn't need me to go that long without washing it. But the blonde hair gets dry that like it needs all of my natural oils that it's just like a hot mess right now. So then try to just put oil at the at the end. But then I, it's just, it's a, it's complicated. I understand. And I don't want to wash it that often. Cause like then I, I don't know. It's just a wash. The washing process is very complicated when you have blonde hair, but it needs to be, well, I think I just need to use a lot more dry shampoo, but it's extra gross. Cause I had a hat on yesterday and um, that just kind of locked it all in. Why don't you grow out the blonde, cut it off. See how we feel with the darker moment. Catch a new vibe for a minute and then bleach it again. No. But it looked like you're almost there. Let's just do it. I don't miss my black hair at all. And the, the more I it grows out, it. the more it grows. You've seen pictures of it. What do you mean? But like it, it, you didn't look the same then. Like I want to see it with oh, the that same was look Before now. all my plastic surgery. <laughs> that what you're you know say? how like. If you look at a photo of me five years ago, like my, I just look completely different. Mm, yes. Do I sound like an asshole? SOS, help me, everybody. It's not what I meant. I didn't mean to sound mean. No, but like, I don't, I mean, you're right. I do look a lot different than I did three years ago before I started bleaching my hair. Um, um, but I don't miss the black. I don't want to go back to black. I don't enjoy black hair. That looks good. I am so lucky in the fact that my hair is red, like it's naturally red, not like that scary, for those of you who have never seen me, it's not like that scary, like, ugh, red hair, it's like a darker auburn, so I'm not like the the redhead with no soul, um, just to, you know, let everybody know, but my, my entire life I wanted to dye my hair yellow, like I've just wanted like bright yellow, yellow hair. Like, I love yellow, and Lady Gaga did it, and I was obsessed with it, Ugh. and I've always wanted my hair to be yellow, but my mom was like, Katie, do not dye your hair. You will regret it. And I was like, okay. And she was right, and I never dyed my hair. I had, like, yellow bangs, but I'm so lucky because I don't have to spend 
like $300 getting my hair dyed. I just have to go and spend like $85 to get it cut. And I still don't want to do that. Mm. And I went to hair school. You would think I would understand why hair costs so much. Because I do. You go, you get your license, it's the whole thing. But my cheap ass don't want to pay for it. Hmm. And I don't want to ask my friends who were in hair school to cut my hair for a discounted rate. Because that's an asshole move. And you don't do that. So I just haven't gotten my hair cut in like six months. Mm. Yeah, I just got thinning shears and I I hacked up the back um, just because it was getting so long and unruly. And it feels so much better and it looks so much better. And I did a little a little thinning around the ears too. Oh, well, look at you, little hairstylist. How, <laughs> trying. Um, let's see what happens when I actually bleach it now. Um, oh my God. I would not trust myself bleaching my hair. It's just such a process and it scabs and it like, oof. No, I don't <sighs> trust. Yeah, no. My mother's been dying to do it. She's like, let me bleach your hair. And I'm like, fuck no. Do yourself the biggest favor you've ever done and don't let your mom bleach your hair. I would never. Well, actually, so it's funny. And I wrote this in one of my one of my books. Um, this I told this story where I, so I'd always wanted to go blonde. I'd always wanted to have lighter hair. I just hated my jet black hair. Like it's just naturally so black. Um and so I remember I was in the fourth grade and I told my mother I wanted to lighten my hair. And so she told me to just get a bunch of peroxide and go sit out mm. in the sun. Perfect. And so I did that and my hair was fucking orange. Yeah. Bright, yeah. discolored, patchy, spotty orange. Mm. How did that look the next day at school? Um, It was a vibe for sure. Did anybody say anything? Um, I mean, I guess people noticed it and my, our teacher who was a nun was like, mm, I don't think that's your natural hair color. And I'm like, mm, who are you to judge? Jesus says, don't judge people, bitch. Wait a second. You had a nun as a teacher? What kind of school did you go to? I went to, to Catholic school. Oh my, what a time. That was a good little Catholic boy. Jesus it was, is your savior. It was the same nun that I pissed off to the point where she freaked out in front of the entire class, threw all of my books out of my desk and around the classroom, and then flipped the table like Teresa Judice in front of everybody. And anytime I, I see, get it, though. Anytime I see, oh, thank you. Anytime I see anybody <laughs> from from elementary school that I went to fourth grade with, they always remember that I was the one that made her freak out because she warned us. What did you do? I lied about not doing my homework, but it okay, was a very convincing, it, it was a very convincing line. Um, she was, was just having lie? a bad day. She was like, I don't know, menopause or something. Um, it was just that I told her that I did it and that I just couldn't find it. And I was digging through my desk and my desk was already a mess. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like mess it up a little more and then tell her, look, I tore up my whole desk looking for my homework. I don't know where it's at. And she didn't like that. But it's also because like I never did my homework and I was always talking in class to the other students and distracting them. But like, that's just my soul. A lie I told a lot in the ninth grade um, because I had just discovered that you could make out with boys. And I was like, well, Mm. this is a really fun vibe. So during choir, um, there was this guy who was in theater and I really wanted him to take my virginity, which he never did. Mm. Uh, Bitter about that still. And uh, we, there was like this little in-between area in between the theater and choir and you could like hang out there. So I would lie to my teacher and I would tell her that I had a sick stomach 
I don't know what's going on, maybe my period or something. But like, I was like, I literally, I have been shitting all day long. I don't know what's going on. She's like, oh my God, sweetie, go. And then I would go and I'd walk out the door, straight back into the theater room and then make out with this guy. Mm. And that, I told that lie at least twice a week mm. to go make out with this boy. And that. she'd never questioned it. I love it. Look at you gaining some action back in the day. You know? It's like Katie Thompson we know now. Um, so how is your <laughs> podcast? See you next Tuesday. How are you doing while being stuck at home? Any groundbreaking um, revelations? My... Is Disaster Daters 2 coming soon? <laughs> I mean, not really any like revelations because with I, I work so much that on my days off, I am a homebody. So like, I don't really do anything. So this isn't like wild for me to just be like sitting in my house doing nothing, smoking as much weed as humanly possible. Um, I just like miss my family. Like I miss seeing like my sister and I miss seeing my brother and I miss like going over to her house for dinner. Mm. Um, my podcast is actually quarantine has helped my podcast because I am doing it via Zoom and video. So I also have the video version of it. And I post that to my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Kate. So I do the audio and the video. So it's really like exciting. And I'm making a studio and I got like a ring light. Like she's becoming an official bitch over here. Ooh. So everybody watch out and see. I've been rewatching Real Housewives of New York and Bethany is on. And she is an inspiring woman because she was like talking about her career. And she was just like, I will make it if it kills me. This will be the last thing I do. I am going to be so big. And she fucking is. So you just got to apply that mentality to what you're doing and be confident in it. She there's actually, nothing wrong. She said those things? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is very inspiring. I want to be like that. So I'm just, you know, going balls to the wall with this shit. And let's see what happens. I had Peter Madrigal from Vanderpump Rules on last week. That was a great show. Um, the most and, interesting yeah. man, truly. Really a vibe of a man. Um, definitely enjoy. I want to know how often him. he washes his hair. He's oh, like I very should, into I his hair. Washed, I should have asked. Do you want me to text him? Yes. Oh, please text him. Okay. Hold on. Peter. Let me tell him context. Hey, I'm talking about your luscious hair mm. that I want to rub my fingers through on my pal podcast and we were wondering how often you wash that bad boy mm. mm-hmm. and we will await his response Okay, we will well, see. while we wait, we can break down like some big headlines that happened over the weekend. Are you ready? Let's break it down. Okay, first of all, uh, Ben Stiller's dad died, J- Jerry Stiller, and you were so sad about this. You were crying. Um, really sad. It he's well, he's Ben Stiller's dad, one, right? Correct. Yes, yeah, that's uh, yeah. So, I mean, he's really sad today. And I just, I have, I'm, I'm an empath, so like, I just like, I feel for his oh, family. Everybody's a fucking empath. And, Sorry. I don't think so. No mm. guy I've ever dated has been a fucking empath. I just feel like everybody says that. Like, like, 
like it's just like the thing. I'm an empath. I'm an empath. I take on people's emotions. I've literally never everybody, heard anybody say that. Everybody I ever encounter is a fucking empath, and I'm just like, I don't believe oh. that you're really an empath. I, I believe some people let's, are empaths, but it's like you know, to me, it's. Let's think about how much I cry. Let's let's think about how much I cry on a daily basis. Yeah, but I don't think that. People. But you're not taking on their emotions. You're just hyper emotional. Have you watched a movie with me? I guess. I've never watched a movie with you, but I guess I hear what you're saying. I mean, I guess. Fine. Look, you're an empath, so take on Ben Stiller's grief about his dad passing away, please. All right. Let's not make fun of me, you bitch. Just because I'm but the complete like opposite is, of you. Well, but that that's the thing. Like, when, when, somebody's, when somebody dies, I always feel for their family because it's like, that's a really hard thing to have to go to. I haven't really had any death in my life so i can't even imagine what jj died like. and yeah. that like almost destroyed me so i can't even imagine losing a parent and he was also just such a talented actor and such a great man and he'll be missed so yeah I'm, i am really sad about him dying no i agree with you i mean i think especially right now it's really hard to lose somebody um because like you can't properly yeah. Like mourn the loss of that. You can't have like a funeral service. And then, like, I just, I could only imagine what it's like to lose somebody, especially like a child or a parent. I know there was one person that listens to my show that follows me on Instagram and she had reached out and was DMing me and telling me that she recently lost her son. And I was like, I, and she couldn't even be with him because he's up in San Francisco. And like, it was just, I just couldn't even imagine having to go through that sort of pain and then having to be stuck at home because there's all that anxiety and emotions that come up there. And it's just like, ugh. so I do like love to the Stiller yeah. family. Um, yeah. So also the first part of the Real yeah. Housewives of Atlanta reunion has aired. Did you see it? Did you see a clip of it? Did you see a preview of it? Did you see anything? Um, I haven't seen anything yet. And wait, which one was it? The Real Housewives of what? Atlanta. The only one that currently oh, is. Oh, um. I have watched so much uh, repeats of all these shows. I don't actually know what's happening in real time anymore. Um, I watched like the the preview of it, and because we were talking about it, and I was like, just wait until all this is over to do a reunion. But then when I saw how they were doing it, it seemed pretty good. And I was watching the Summer House finale with the reunion after it, and it's also done very well. How- so the Zoom thing is also not that bad. I agree. I think the it looks really good. And well, they said that it took like days of production to like set up the sets and make sure the lighting is right and make sure the background looks good and all of that stuff. It looked really good. Um, But so I did see I did see a bit of it. And um, I love that because you know how when they're actually in the reunion and they're face to face like Andy can't get them to shut up when they're fighting. So here he just mutes them. And he just like shuts them up. And then they're like, oh, he hit that mute button. Is is funny. Is good. Oh my God. I can't fucking wait. That's hilarious. Nene is going uh, off and then he just puts her on mute. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. Is she having a Vicky Gunvalson moment where she's like, I made this show. I did this show. I'm yes. Most- yes. Who was she fighting? Was she fighting with Eva? I think she was fighting with Eva. Because who, wait, who's the new girl this season? Anyway, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good, it looks like a good reunion. I saw the little three minute, um, like recap of it on the IG and it looks good. I am such a slut for Bravo. It's just, let me just 
<clears throat> if you are looking like right now during quarantine, not you, Zach, but the people listening, but also Zach, because I've been telling him this for a very long time. The things to watch if you love reality TV, Southern Charm on Bravo is one of the best reality, t- the first two seasons, the Catherine and Thomas Revenel shit is by far hands down some of the best reality TV I've ever seen. This new Below Deck Sailing, incredible. Almost better than the last season of Below Deck that wasn't sailing. So for the people who say that Below Deck is not at all entertaining and Bravo should have never created it, you're wrong. I love it. And the sailing one was very good because you get a whole different aspect of the boat that you've never seen before. I'm also re-watching Real Housewives of New York, and that has just been a blessing. I miss Bethany on it now. Like, it's just not the same. It's not the same. I mean, I like I like the current cast. I think it's good. I do miss Bethany on it, and I would have loved to have seen Bethany interact with Leah. Who is this? Yeah. What is it? No, her name's not Camille. Something with an E. The new girl with the black hair. Oh, okay. So I follow this Instagram page, and she was talking about her. She was supposed to be a permanent cast member, was there for all the stuff, and then I think they made her a friend. But then she says that she's always been a friend and she was just coming around and hanging out. So there's two different stories floating around about it. I think she was always a friend of with the opportunity because what they do is they bring in the friends and then if they naturally fit into the storyline and the chemistry is good, then they're upgraded to full-time housewives. That's usually how it goes. It's so interesting to be watching the beginning of New York and see how the dynamic was different because in the beginning it wasn't girls that they found from production that they thought was going to go well in it. They picked girls in different friend groups and that kind of knew each other that actually saw each other at parties. Right. And it's just so crazy to see the, like how different it is now from how different, like if you just started watching real housewives and you haven't seen seasons from the beginning, Do yourself a favor and go like watch Orange County from the beginning or New York and get the actual feel for why we fell in love with these shows. Because they have such like a, like that first scene of New York when Ramona is introducing herself and like showing them at a party with Mario. It is fucking the best thing ever. And Avery being embarrassed by everything her mother does. It's just, uh, I love reality TV so much. It's the best thing ever. It is. I love love me some reality TV. So we were talking about Bethany a little bit. So she just, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, Sunday. That it was her daughter Bryn's 10th birthday. And so she's, Mm -hmm. she posted pictures of Bryn's party. And this is the first time she's ever shown Bryn's face. I was shook. I, so here's the, the, the husband bullshit must have been thrown away if she's allowed to show the daughter's face now. Or the daughter may be old enough to be like, I don't mind you showing my face. Like, what do you think happened? That's what it was. No, it was the it was the second one. So Bethany said that that was something her daughters wanted and been asking for is to be able to have her face out there. And so that she did it. That was her 10th birthday gift. Bethany, one of her 10th birthday gifts was to be to get her wish and to be out there. I mean, I get it. Like, think about it. Like your face is always covered. It just makes you feel like a secret. It makes you feel hidden. It makes you feel like you. And so I understand it from that side, but I also understand it from her parents side being like, but we don't want our kid out there. 
You know what I mean? Right. But at the end of the day, like, this is the life you chose. And every time Bethany's out in the streets, paparazzi have captured Bryn's face. Like, the paparazzi, we all know what Bryn looks like. Right. But it's also, like, I mean, she's too young. But look at the Hadid and what, like, Real Housewives did for them. Like, it's not... It's not always bad to put your face out there. Like, it can help you. It can, you know, help with your career and help you grow and all of that. There's a lot of the Real Housewives kids that I follow. Like, Tim Zolciak's daughters. I follow them. Everybody loves to hate them, but I very much enjoy them. I follow Kyle's daughters. I follow the Hadith. I I follow follow a lot of the kids. Do you follow Amelia Gray? No, I don't know who that is. Who's that? Lisa Brennan's daughter. Amelia Gray? Harry Hamlin's daughter. Do you think that Amelia is fine with her mother talking about her mental stuff on a hike on the show? Like, it's one thing for Amelia to talk about it herself with her mom with the cameras there. But if I were to watch that back and see that my mom on camera was talking about that like that with Teddy, I would be upset. It wouldn't make me fully comfortable, but like this is the life that they've signed up for. And I think the girls know that. And I think they're used to that. It just would have irked me to my core, but I don't really know. But I did love the scene where they were eating and the paparazzi came and the daughter was upset that she didn't have her sunglasses. Yeah, that was funny. But like, I think you have to like, once you open yourself up to that, and we've had conversations about this with how we are so open on our podcast. And like, sometimes that gives other people access to parts of like, for me, it's become a challenge with dating that like, I have like phone swap up and out there. Like there was mortifying when there was this guy that I was talking to. And like, he like looked at my Wikipedia page and then was watching phone swap. And like, to me, that was like, kind of mortifying and embarrassing because some there's like not my proudest stuff that's on the internet and obviously like we did a show together called disaster daters like that was not you know obviously we put our shit out there that like we i then can't be upset if somebody else goes and looks at that stuff like i have to kind of just know that like i put it out there and i knew the risk that i was taking when i put it out there and like i have to just kind of eat it now um I didn't regret any of it at all. It's all still out there and, you know, help pay my bills. But um, that's kind of how I feel like these girls are used to it at this point. Like they're both of their parents are celebrities and they know that like, especially when you know that you're talking about it on camera with your mom, there's a conversation that happens off camera. That's like, this is going to come up. This is going to be on the show. I'm going to have to do interviews about it in my confessionals. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Does it bother you when guys that you're dating listen to your show? Because it drives me insane. Um, I mean, I kind of find it cute, but um, to me, it's hard. Cause like, like here's the other thing: is like, I even have like friends that will sometimes like I'll be talking to them and I'll be FaceTiming with them, and then they'll be like going on my Instagram story and watching it while I'm on the phone with them. And so to me, that like makes it a little uncomfortable because it's like, to me, I'd like to have like a little bit of a um, border between like my, my, my social media life and then my like real personal life, you know, where Wait, like, I do that all the time. I will no, but, you, and watch your Instagram no, no, but story. you don't do it. No, no, but you don't do it in like a way that's like, like we do it in a ways like we're friends watching each other's stories oh, where like yes, sometimes yes, yes. I have other people that do it in a way that are like, Oh my God, you're so funny. And da, da, da. like you right. and I can laugh at each other's jokes without being like that. And so that sometimes right. makes me a little, uh, I guess it's about how you do it. Cause sometimes it does make me a little uncomfortable. Cause I'm like, 
But like that is part of my job. And it's like if I'm not, you know, going over and looking at you at Rite Aid and like critiquing, you know, how you're handling the money or how you're having a transaction yeah. with the customer, then like it sometimes it does feel a little weird for me. But I'm like, for the most part, I'm okay with it. I don't mind if guys listen to my podcast. Like, again, it, I, I have to kind of, you know, take it because I put it out there. Yeah, my issue is just that mine is like a dating show. And it's also a like very much a live diary. And I talk about like very real things. So it's like when I'm talking to a guy on Bumble and he's like, what do you do? Blah, blah, blah. I tell him I have a podcast. He goes and finds it and he listens to it. And I'm talking about like fucking anal sex or me getting eaten out or this and that. And then they think fucking sick. I'm about to go on a date with basically a porn star. And I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. So then it's like this whole thing. And then it's like, I mean, my fucking tagline when I get off the show is suck as many dicks as you can. So then so you can't have a problem understand. with it, though. But here's my thing. It just attracts the wrong, I agree. like, not the wrong type of guy, but just like the type of guy that I don't want to be going out with. And it's also like how unfair that you get to know who I am before I've even met or seen you. Those are the decisions that we made though. This is your Macy's, you know, front windows that like you have to, whatever outfits you put in the, in the, in the glass or what people are going to see. And they're going to be like, Oh, I want to buy that outfit and then go into that store. But if like you can put a bikini outfit or you can put like a, a blazer and a suit and it's like, it's going to attract two different types of people, but whatever you're putting out there is what you're attracting. So if you don't like what you're attracting, then you have to reconsider the packaging that you're giving to them. Maybe it's that you don't even put your podcast out well or your Instagram. You kind of just leave it as just you and then they don't have access to your Instagram or access to your podcast and then they get to know yeah. you a little before they even know anything about your podcast. Well, I'm talking with to me, this guy I just now. want all the views and downloads and shit. So listen to all of it. I feel that. Um, I am talking to this guy now and we went on a first date before all this quarantine bullshit happened and he like was like, I found your podcast and I was like, Oh, do me a favor and don't listen to it because it's not fair. And he was like, oh, okay. And he didn't listen to it. And that was nice because on the first date, he wasn't expecting that I was just going to deep throat his dick immediately. Yeah. I think that's good to, to, to be up front and be like, and not ha and, and tell them you don't want them to listen to it. Cause it is a yeah. little uncomfortable. Cause like with me, I put it all out there. So when I'm dating guys, I put some of those bad stories out there that sometimes I know some people aren't necessarily comfortable with that. Um, yeah. But yeah. It's just like, I just don't need some guy I'm going on a date with. Hear me talking about sucking some guy's dick last week. You know what I mean? Like that's just not cute. And the thing is, is that everybody does that. That's dating. It's just that everybody not sucks a lot some, of people are some guys saying dick. it. Yeah. No, but like everybody, like you're, you know, you have a date and then, you know, maybe in two weeks you have another one, but you're not like talking about it. So Literally it's, it's, as you know. get mad at me for doing that exact thing right now. It's, you are a complicated <sighs> situation and I'm just trying to get you to do the right thing with this with this that's all i'm i'm doing the right thing i'm You're, just you say he says that he likes this boy right he's like i like oh, him God. so much i text him all night blah 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 right and zach you know he doesn't always like them so i'm like if you really like this one you need to keep on it and you're like let me do speed dating let me swipe on bumble and i'm like no if you like this boy then like him and only him but like, you're like, I need to keep my options open. And I'm like, your options will be open after if it don't work out. 
I mean, I, I mean, you have a point like that. I can't argue the with that. The options will always be well, there. No, no, and like I said, see, there's even options during a relationship. Like the options never go away. I think the difference with this one compared to how, because like that, that's my advice when it comes to dating is make sure you're dating multiple people at the same time. That way. Oh. Okay, let me finish. You can date multiple people at the same time. That way you kind of are um, not putting all your eggs in one basket. And that way you kind of keep yourself distracted because like it's very easy for us to talk to one person and to get all hung up over one person. And then, you know, it either um, you get like too excited to the point where you feel like you're you're too into it and you're too needy or you're too whatever. And so like, you know, keep the options open until there seems to be some sort of um, like you can see this actually going somewhere with somebody. Now that's like typical date. That's my typical approach to dating. It's always been effective. Uh, what I tell everybody, I think you should effective? always. You've never been in a relationship. Let me finish my thought. Okay, so I think you should always just have like multiple multiple uh, pots on the stove, and again, some are gonna one like. <sighs> I'm not articulating this very well. But anyway, I think you should have multiple burners on. And then once one starts to heat up and starts to boil, then you take the rest of them off. Now, what makes it different about right now is right now we're in quarantine. So you're able to like progress with somebody a lot faster than you normally would. So it... That I'm kind of reaching the point where I'm like, well, maybe I don't want to keep my options open. Like, maybe I do want to date my uh, delete some of my dating apps and kind of just see where this goes. I'm reaching that point. Me, whereas in the real world, it wouldn't have progressed this quickly. But the way that you are dating in quarantine is the way that I date in real life. That's what I'm saying. If you, like, when I swipe on somebody and we start talking and I like the vibe, I only talk to them to see if this could be anything. And that's why in your way of dating, I feel like is maybe, and don't get mad at me, but a little bit of a fuckboy mentality because you're like, oh my God, if I date all these people, I won't get an emotional connection with them because I, if I were to be dating like three different people, I feel like I would be like overwhelmed and I wouldn't actually be able to create an emotional connection with somebody because you're in quarantine and because you're being forced to talk to this one person, you're doing what I do or what I try to do when I date. But I'm dating guys like you who just want to date the fucking world. I don't want to date the world. I just want to see. I want to taste everything before I decide what my favorite flavor is. That's fine. But like you can have a flavor of six months and then taste the rainbow again. Fine. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. These are literally the conversations Katie and I have every day. Yelling at each other about our decisions. Yeah, (laughs) just judging each other's decisions constantly. The best part about this is the guy that you're dating listens to this. Hey, love you. No, I don't think he listens to this show. He listens to, he's listened to adulting. I don't think he listens to No Filter because pop culture is very out of his realm. So I don't (laughs) think he's going to listen to this one, which makes me feel better because you literally just called me a fuckboy. Well, no, but I mean like, that's just a girl's opinion of it, though. Like, I don't know how it is in your world. Mm. Well. Oh, he's offended. No, I'm not offended. Um, I. No, you know, it doesn't. I don't. You're the one that gets. I don't get offended about shit. Um, oh, my God. Uh, the wind could blow wrong. And I'm just like, oh, the audacity. Yeah, of the earth. 
Um, no, but I get what you're saying. And I think I'm at the point where I am willing to take the other options off of the table and see where this one option, we'll see what happens. I don't want to talk about him too much because I am liking it and I want to not blast it all out. I think he'll go somewhere. You're, you really are feeling it and he seems really sweet and I like him and I'm excited to see where it goes for you. A little quarantine bay for you. Sweet isn't even my type. I know, but maybe this is what you needed, you know? Somebody that's going to push you out of your your comfort zone. Mm. Okay, well, let's talk. Okay, so we have two more to talk about. We have Chrissy Teigen and Kristen Cavallari. So, Chrissy Teigen, have you seen the beef that she's in lately? I don't know. Is it literal beef because she's a cook or like a fight? A little bit of both, I guess. So, there's... (laughs) So funny. (laughs) So... (laughs) Are you a fan of Chrissy Teigen at all? Do you like her or you're like, oh my fuck God. that bitch? Yeah, I, well, I like follow her and I enjoy her, her bullshit. I don't like own any of her books, but. So that's kind of what it's about. So there's Allison Roman or Roman. Okay. okay whatever okay. you have me on is like a serious echo. Oh, I, I'm so sorry. I had you on my boob. Mm. My bad. Yeah, they're so big and bellowy that they just echo everything. Um, so Alison Roman or Roman, so she's a columnist, a food column, a food critic for uh, I think it's the New York Times. So she did an interview recently with New Consumer, and so she basically called out Chrissy Teigen, saying that she's horrified about this Cravings brand that she's built because Chrissy wrote a book called Cravings. It's a cookbook, and then she wrote a follow-up cookbook, and then that led to like a cookware line at Target, and now it has like its own Instagram account. And she basically has her own poosh, her own goop, but it's cravings and it's about like food and comfort food and cooking. Mm-hmm. So Allison is like, it horrifies me that somebody like Chrissy Teigen, who married John uh, Legend and became famous and then wrote a book that became a bestseller. And then she just th- shelled a bunch of products at Target with her name on it. And like, this isn't even a real like thing. Like celebrities are just coming out and putting their names on these, you know, pointless products. And somebody like Allison, who's worked really hard and like, you know, built the brand that she has in the food world. It doesn't feel as fair. Whereas Chrissy Teigen was just a model that married up. Somebody sounds bitter. Like, God forbid that we enjoy somebody's personality so much and enjoyed watching their home videos, like, of them cooking so much that it turns into something. And I don't feel like this is a slap your name on situation because she really does cook all the fucking time. Like, there are plenty of people that do what Allison is accusing Chrissy of doing all the time yeah. that should be called out. Because, like, you see it all the time. Ramona does it all the time with her. Yeah, what happened Kyle's to her ageless? It? Yeah, Kyle does that all the time. Um, whereas I don't think Chrissy is necessarily doing it. I think Chrissy, she's not, a, she's not modeling anymore. And, like, like she's a yeah. mom and like she needs a project and like this is her passion project. This is her um her Etsy shop. Like this is her thing yeah. that like makes her feel like she's giving a contribution to, you know, something. This is her little business. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. like she, that way she and doesn't like, have to feel like she has to rely on John. Yeah. And like just because she was a model at one point doesn't mean that she can't have a like uh Christy Yearwood. She's got a fucking show on the Food Network and she'll be fucking cooking and singing and talking about her albums sometimes. Am I mad at that? No, I just don't watch it. Yeah. You know who needs a cooking show on the Food Network is Sonia fucking Morgan. She was on the Food oh Network recently on that show. I died. She needs a show immediately. Food Network, if you're listening, please give Sonia Morgan a show. Thank you very much. So, like, I... 
But to Allison's point at the same time, I understand because like, and I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but like as a podcaster and as someone uh-huh. that's like worked really hard to build the shows that I have, it does uh-huh. frustrate me when somebody like Sheena decides I'm uh-huh. going to start a podcast or somebody like Vicky decides that they're just going to start a podcast, have no idea what the fuck they're doing, but because they have yeah. this massive following from television, everybody goes and listens to their podcast and then it becomes like a, a top charting podcast and then it like over saturates the market for these other people that are really working and putting out quality content and trying to build something for themselves. But you tell me, you tell me that if you were on a show, no, I, I don't blame them for doing it. It just, I understand Allison's frustration because that to me, when you are putting like a, when you're somebody like Vicky or somebody like Sheena, where you're really just slapping your, you're not Stassi where Stassi, I think actually has a decent podcast and she's a good interviewer and can be entertaining. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you have the talent and you're actually putting the work into it and you're passionate about it, I think that's great. But when you just slap your name on it because it's the trendy thing to do and it becomes popular uh-huh. just because you have an audience, that's the part that's frustrating for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's not in the same as slapping a name on it, but I, I understand it from a point of like nepotism. Like, my dad is in radio, Mm. and ever since I was little, I've also wanted to be in radio. And then my dad got me a radio job at 100.3 The Sound, and everybody was like, why would we want to listen to your fucking daughter? Like, what? Like, why? And I felt like, why won't anybody give me a chance? Like, I'm really good at this. I am entertaining. I, and my dad had always said, he's like, if I didn't think that you were going to, like, be anybody entertaining, I wouldn't have put you in that position. So, like. I get it from that. Because like your sister and your brother aren't people. didn't do any of that. You were the only one that was on his show. Really. Well, no, Amy, Amy's a YouTuber, so she also is great at like being in the spotlight and all of that. But I was the only one who really wanted to do like the radio, radio yeah. aspect part of it. Um, so like, there's a part of me that like, like the people who hate the Kardashians for having yeah. so much money and for all of this, bro. If you could be them, you absolutely would. Yeah. And they are so smart and made so much money. So it's like, just, I get it from like a somewhat other standpoint, like give the people a chance. Like, yes. you know, you don't know, you know, and like, just because they're on a show, like maybe they've always had that dream and now they've been given the opportunity. Everybody starts somewhere. We can't hate somebody because they know somebody that got them to there sooner because honestly that's the only way you get anywhere here no i agree you gotta fuck your way to the top um Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I go. I, I hear what you're saying, and I'm always about giving people a fair shot, and that's why I won't dog Stassi because I actually think she right. has a good podcast. But then exactly. there are other people that just do it because they think it's the trendy thing. It's like if your dad had just put all three of you on the radio just because he wanted all three of you to have some sort of entertainment career, but he right. specifically chose you because that's the one that you wanted. Whereas your sister wanted to do something else. She's obviously very entertaining, right. but she did it in her own way. You know, but you each right. went towards your passions and what you want to do whereas I think people yeah. that just do it because it's you know they in front of them in front of them and it's what they think is going to make them more popular or more relevant but they have zero passion or talent behind it then to me I'm like get the yeah. fuck out of my lane yeah now that if I can't handle the competition just, but if you just want to be famous to be famous you're not doing it right yeah you you need to w- want something you can't just want 
same. And you you also have to have something. You have to want. You have to have the desire yeah. and the passion. But you also have to have something that people is going to be captivating to people. Yeah, which is the hardest part because at, at this point everybody's got something living in LA, and I have a mm. podcast. Is the new I'm an actor. That's in LA. that's like, the part that's annoying for me because even when because you have people that are real actors that care about it and want to do the method, and then you have people that just want to be famous for it. That's why I decided to right. not pursue acting. I studied it in college, and then I realized they take themselves way too seriously. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm better at being myself than I am at pretending to be somebody else. Right. That like you're right. This is the new I'm an actor. And it's like, Mm -hmm. but then there are some of us that actually are good at this, that put work into this and that like want to build something out of this. And you're like over here just like crowding the club. Yeah. It's so funny when I tell people I have a podcast, they're like, oh yeah, Um, you just start it. And I'm like, no, I've had it for two years. It's got an okay following. Thank you very much. mm. But it's like people like, it really is the I'm a new actor because you can see them roll their eyes without them rolling I their mean, eyes. I <laughs> mean, I roll my eyes when people tell me that they're going to start a podcast or have started a podcast because I'm like, until you've been in the game for more than a year and have really done something with it and know what work it takes to keep it. Because a lot of people do it and they start it for two months and then they never finish it. And like, unless exactly. you've put in the work and the time and the effort, then come to me and talk to me about your podcast. Because then I know that you're serious about it. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that 100%. Okay, let's close out with Kristen Cavallari. So what's going on in her Jay, life? Well, we know that she's getting divorced and there was a custody yeah. battle, which I feel like, which I, I think has now been somewhat resolved and they she's worked yeah. out with Jay. However, so on Mother's Day, she, Jay posted a picture of her with her, with their kids on Instagram, wishing her a happy Mother's Day. Now. That's sweet. Yes, that sounds sweet. But fans are saying, doesn't Kristen, didn't she admit that she runs his Instagram account? And so now they're saying that she posted this Mother's Day picture to his account, wishing herself a happy Mother's Day. And it was flooded with comments like saying that she basically wished herself a happy Mother's Day. Um, well, one, if she's running his Instagram account, he's probably around. She's not just like going on his account and posting random things without him there. Two, it's none of your business. Leave the people alone. They're going through whatever they're going through. Like just, and I mean, I know that they've made it our business by being famous, but she probably wishes that all this divorce bullshit wasn't happening. And I'm sure she made a comment in the past once that was like, oh yeah, I basically run his page. But like, I'm sure he, I'm sure he has, would have no issue wishing her a happy Mother's Day because he loves the children. So everybody shut the fuck up. See, I think that this is one of, I think there are a couple of ways that this could shake out or that this has, okay. that this happened. So I, to me, Jay doesn't seem like the person that even uses Instagram or cares to use Instagram or cares to do anything with social media. He just seems so like not into it. Um, okay. that I honestly don't even think he would even care to post Happy Mother's Day, especially since they've just gone through this really ugly divorce. Or Maybe she in the just wanted to make it look good. That's what I'm. So that's one of the theories that I have. That I, I think that it's either one, and this is the more logical one. I think that I don't think he genuinely posted it because he was like, "I love her," and I just want everybody to know that I love her, and she's the best mother ever. Because like they were literally accusing each other of all sorts of bullshit in their custody battle. But yeah. so I understand why if she still has some sort of control over it, which I believe that she does. I don't think she has access to his Instagram anymore. They, they probably have like a social media manager or something where 
um, she tells this person what to post. Or I'm sure their publicist popped in and is like, I think you guys should post something for Mother's Day. That way it looks like you're still on good terms. I think they're doing it more for the to save face and to put up the illusion that things are a lot better than they actually are because of all of the divorce and custody headlines. I think that this was more of a um, a plant to like make things look better than it actually is. Because I don't, I, mean, I, don't I, I think people care that they're doing that because like they don't believe it and they're calling BS on it. I think that it's hard because like we don't know what happens behind closed doors. Yeah, and like I will get messages, things assumed of me that are so absolutely incorrect and I'm like how did you even draw this conclusion from anything that I have ever said yeah so it's just like fans and Instagram and whatever like it's a vicious world out there and like we don't know what happened behind closed doors like maybe they are fine maybe the uh, internet made this way worse than it really was for them we have no idea what goes on they may have spent Mother's Day all fucking together we know yeah I think people just love the salacious scandal of it all and they want to constantly look for more scandal. Because then there was even the stuff about her friend Kelly who was rumored to be having an affair with Jay and that was part of their uh, the most recent season on the show and then there was the falling out with Kelly. And then recently after she fell, after Kristen broke up with Kelly because there were rumors and speculation that Kelly was having an affair with Jay, then... Kelly recently, after they announced the divorce, posted a photo with her holding or next to some guy or I I don't remember if they were holding hands or what, but it showed that guy's arm. And that guy Mm -hmm. had a bunch of those like uh, bead bracelets and different color bracelets and bands um, that were similar to the ones Jay would wear. And so people were accusing Kelly of posting that to get to gain attention for herself while all of this divorce scandal is going down. Or they could all be sitting in a room with a giant thing of popcorn making themselves more famous. You know what I mean? Like, that's some shit you and I would fucking do. Like, (laughs) you sneak me in and fucking posting shit to get more exposure. Like, these people came from a show that we watched that wasn't even real. Yeah. Like, we, that was, you know what I mean? We have no idea what's really going on. Like, of course, she posted that to gain more exposure, but Kristen could also maybe be in on the whole damn thing. They could have created that just for the show. Like, we just don't have any idea. But also, how sad is it that us as as a human race want to see the downfall of people or want to see the bad things that have happened? Like, if if her friend cheated on... uh, the hu- with, with with the husband and if all this happened imagine how much pain she's going through yeah and everyone has a fucking opinion about it and all of that like that sucks so much like with chloe and uh yeah. the lamar shit and then with the tristan shit i mean yeah she chose to have a public life but do you think doesn't mean it people comes who easy are going no, I get through, what you're yeah like it's rough so next time you go to judge somebody that you don't know that's a celebrity like take a step back and realize that they're human and you have no idea what's going on wow thompson i didn't realize you were so deep she can have her moments she doesn't just talk to you about the same boy problems over and over again for two years (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, oh, Peter uh, responded. Do we oh, what did know he how say? Yes, yes. Well, let's see how often Peter Madrigal from Vanderpump Rules washes his hair. Please tell Every me. Every two to three days. So if I wash my hair yesterday, I'll wash it again maybe on Wednesday. Yeah, you're disgusting, Zach. Okay, Peter also doesn't have bleached blonde hair that needs no, to... No, but his hair is long. It doesn't have anything to do with long hair. It I don't know. Everything to do, it has everything to do with colored hair and how <laughs> processed and colored your hair is. My hair is very colored and very processed. Well, it's because your hair is so bleached that all of the cuticle is open. And when the cuticle is open, that's why it seems so dry, mm-hmm. which is why it, it can seems I close, so light. Can you ah! close the cuticle back up? Um, with like, you can like try to, there's, I mean, there's nothing that'll actually do it, but that's what, like when you put oils or when you put stuff on it, it helps to try to close the cuticle, but the bleach and the peroxide open it up. So, and that's the same thing that happens when you color your hair, it opens the cuticle and the color penetrates it. And that's why it stays inside. And that's why red hair color, the molecule is really big. So it's harder for it to stay inside the hair. So that's why when girls dye their hair red, it falls out easier because the hair molecule is too big for the actual hair strand. Interesting. That's my favorite thing I ever learned in hair school is that the red one is like too big for the hair and it can't like stay inside. So that's why redheads have to get their hair re-dyed so much. My mind is blown. Interesting. Fun facts of yeah, the there's day. All, there's a lot of science behind all that. And another fun fact, um, gorillas go to sleep around six. I don't give a fuck. You Thank got you, so exact. Zach the other day on the phone, he's like, tell me a story. So I started telling him animal fun facts and you got weirdly irritated at me. Like, you need to know that a koala has three vaginas. Like, that is very entertaining information. I'm just as annoyed now as I was then. Oh, my God. Okay, we're going to listen to see you next Tuesday and give you a follow and slide into your DMs and see your tits. Um, nobody can see my tits. You can slide into my DMs, though. I do respond. Follow me everywhere at LittleBabyKate. And also make sure to check out my podcast. See you next Tuesday. Available everywhere. We talk sex. We talk life. It's so much fun. I also have videos on my Patreon. Patreon.com slash LittleBabyKate. And I would appreciate it if you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Because I post the videos there one week later as well. Yes, go and listen to See You Next Tuesday. Go and support Katie. Go and follow her Patreon and her YouTube and her OnlyFans because she'll show you her nipples. No, 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 no that isn't, that's not what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. That's Just Plain Z-A-C-K-J-U-S-T-P-L-A-I-N-Z-A-C-K all over the internet. Don't forget to listen to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter every Monday, Wednesday, and currently Fridays. All right, guys, I am going to go uh, give Katie some more life advice, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Okay, bye. God, kill me.